Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. Sasha is out. And I'm Caleb. This week, the loon's carriage turns into a pumpkin. Orlando run out of magic. And is Reynoso the Prince Charming Minnesota's been waiting for this entire time? I'll kiss him. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Sasha is out at the moment. He's at work doing IT things. Do you remember when uh, Minnesota put up all those billboards, Minnesota United did, and uh, Abe, who was the president of the Dark Clouds at the time, his profession was mentioned as IT manager, which he was decidedly not (laughs) an IT man. But uh, anyway, I, I hope... Sasha is an IT manager, and that's what he's managing some IT at the moment. Uh, at least that's what we think he's doing. Also, boo Sasha's coworkers who didn't show up to work or whatever, leaving him the only IT person. So he's like stuck and can't do this podcast. And if you're Sasha's employer and you're listening to this, give him a raise, like double his pay. Yeah, at least. And then and double it again. Yeah. You know why not? Yeah, absolutely. Just do it. Hey, it's Caleb. He's gonna give us all that money, right? I mean, the more money he gets, the more likely he'll put $1,000 a month to have you say nice things about Atlanta. So, Perfect. Hey, uh, speaking of, you just mentioned our Patreon. I did. And, um, well, but I did ask you a question. Should I do that first before we shill our yeah. Patreon? Yeah, why not? Which which book have you read this summer, Caleb? Which book have you read that you want our listeners to, to recommend? Does a graphic novel count? Sure. Yeah. I got the uh, Saga Compendium Number One for my birthday last month. Um, it's by Brian K. Vaughn and illustrated by Fiona Staples. It's basically a mix of Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and it's it's every, it's so good. It takes place in space. It's a space adventure slash romance slash just bloody action. And it's really good, and I highly recommend it to everybody. I will have to check that out, actually. I'm genuinely interested in that. I am currently rereading Ron Chernow's Hamilton biography. I I read it once, uh, I think, last year. And then the musical coming on Disney Plus made me really want to review it again. And uh, it is a very, very, very thorough work. But it's also really well put together in terms of pace so it it doesn't drag at all uh i highly recommend it as a biography of um of a founding father and and just in general as as kind of rounding out how this country's government became what it was because alexander hamilton i feel like before this musical for sure and even still remains a very misunderstood and like at best more likely ignored figure in american history and if you read like where he came from and what he did, it's it's kind of super interesting, especially for me as an immigrant. Him being an immigrant as well, uh, his story has has a lot of like I find a little bit of inspiration in it. To be perfectly honest, just some of the things that he was able to do. So to check that out. So, so is like there's sheet music in there? The lyrics also say, in there? Like, not essentially what this made me this book reading this book made me want to do is make sure that 200 years from now there's a elaborate broadway musical about my life 
with you know the cockroaches performing because humans will be extinct by then and they... which genre of music i at, at that point you know if there's still if music as a concept still exists it'll just be persistent screaming ah, oh, ah, <laughs> ah. so, so that, that's 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 what i want yeah it's still streaming on disney plus somehow the one streaming service right. has lasted hey, that hey, long K- K- caleb am, am i allowed to shill my other podcast on this podcast okay thank you yeah, absolutely yeah i, I started away, a new pod it's called strange new takes uh, those of you who are Patreon subscribers will know that I, I did an episode of my off-topic uh, audio for about Star Trek. I've shilled it many, many, many times on this podcast that you should watch Star Trek. Well, I'm, I've got a podcast about it. Strange New Takes. It's at Strange New Takes on Twitter. You can find it on iTunes. It's on Spotify. Google Podcasts literally emailed me five minutes ago saying that it's on there now. It's on Facebook. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this, you can probably just DM me and I'll I'll send you the link if that's what you want. But uh, go listen. We've got a great crew of people reviewing Star Trek New and Old. I love it because it's, it's just me talking about a TV show I love with six very close friends. So check it out. Strange new takes. But uh, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Check out. Check out his Red Dwarf podcast. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I couldn't get into that show, man. I couldn't get into Red Dwarf. It's it's very dry. I, I love British humor, so I thought I would like it, uh, but it's just too absurd. Yeah. I I know really so many people it. who do. My aunt brought it to my grandparents' house once. Yeah. You, so you you recommend it to people? Yeah. Well, I don't think about it very often. I just try to mix up Star Trek with any okay. sci-fi show I can think of, right. and that's the one I thought of today. Well, what so. I just thought about was that our Patreon exists, and if you're listening to this podcast, please head over there. For the low, low cost of $3, you can join our Slack, our patron-only Slack, and have conversations with us, ask us questions that we then read out on this podcast. Uh, it's it's a fun time, man, and, and, if, and we're talking about you on there, so... You should check it out and like respond and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> three <laughs> three dollars is the price of one eighth of a beer at Allianz Field. Go. So, Caleb, yeah, what, what do our other tiers get people? Uh, Five dollars get our extended discussions. Uh, a few times a month, we record more than we sh- we put out, and it's like the. The black files are put on there. All our juicy goss <laughs> is on our Patreon. Uh, $10, you get our solo episodes, which Notch mentioned his Star Trek episode. Uh, Sasha's talked about anime on there before. And I talked about albums, music albums. And then I think 25 is the lead commissioner tier that you get a special shout out at the end of every episode. What's up, Dad? Wait, oh, sorry. Uh, to be at the too end bad, episode. it's done now. I'm going to play part. the end music. <laughs> oh. I'm at Kales and Seven One Six. Sasha's just recently changed his handle and it's confusing me. Uh, and then $4,000 for shits and doodles. Make not say nice things about Atlanta United. Right? Please. Well, $1,000 a month. That's, that's for the, the lulls. price of selling out, folks. And uh, finally, just also remember to tell your friends to listen into We Call It Soccer. This is our labor of love. We enjoy putting it out there. We would really appreciate if you could help us out by mentioning it on Reddit, Twitter, wherever you talk to people. Hopefully not 
too much in large groups in person these days. But, uh, you know, if you're going to throw caution to the wind, why not just recommend our podcast too, right? So, <laughs> uh, with that, with, with all of that, we should move into our first segment of the show called Bad Guys. In this segment, we talk about America's top soccer leagues, the NWSL and MLS. I think we've... Uh, not really got much to say about NWSL itself, but there is some news. Sam Mewis heading over to Manchester City. Bid move for Sam Mewis. Also, Rose Lavelle rumored to be heading, making the same move over there. Um, that's a huge difference for Manchester City. Uh, one of the key members of a World Cup winning squad and team member on the, on the top team in uh, the United States. Uh, I'm not sure how the WSL compares to the NWSL. Um, it's getting bigger stars, and a lot of the bigger European stars are over in the WSL. Like Sam Kerr moved over there last year from Chicago, and now Sam Mewis. It'd be interesting to see if more people, more players, especially U.S. women's national team players, follow suit and move to Europe. Yep. And I was I had the misfortune of showing up on the Reddit thread where there was someone like, I'm really glad to see this happening oh, because, no. you know, the, the European leagues are obviously going to be better than the American leagues. So, like, they should they should go abroad. I'm so glad. It's so been so frustrating that U.S. soccer prevents this from blah, 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 bloop, bloop, bloop. You know what? Number one. It's okay for our stars to play here, okay? I'm not one of those, like, go to Europe. Even for the men's folks, I'm not like, go to Europe, go to Europe, go to You can stay here if you want. That being said. <laughs> I mean, we can't anyway because of the exactly. whole COVID thing, and they're not allowing us in. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But specifically for the women's game, America's league is still the strongest league. Other leagues are getting stronger. They're getting better. And we should not cede that ground. The only way that, you know, this, this like, fait accompli of, like, oh, yeah, the U- U- European leagues are going to get better. That happens if fans don't pressure the league, the teams, and rich people in this fucking country to, to support women's soccer and to put money into it. It's a great fucking deal right now for anyone who chooses to invest in the U.S. soccer. Like, you could get a team in the NWSL for far less than any of the men's game, and you will have, like, World Cup winners on your team. And with the rise of women's soccer worldwide, that's going to be an appreciating asset. If 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 we have this defeatist attitude, even as fans who are not doing anything, like I don't have to put together a million dollars tomorrow. That Reddit dude, unless it's like Natalie Portman, is not going to put up a million dollars. You don't get any, like you don't lose anything by just shilling for the NWSL. Fucking do it. It's okay. Like best of luck to Sam Mewis. And I'm not like, ah, oh, she should come back or something like that. But like, don't be like, oh, I'm, so, I'm just glad this is happening because, you know, America sucks for women's soccer. Like, no, it's 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 okay to, like, want our people to say, okay, th- th- was that, should I cut that, Ron? Should I put it on our in-depth episode, Caleb? Is that is that too real? Maybe our in-depth episode can just be that rant and me <laughs> reacting to it. Like, oh, man, that's really, really hard there for, I, didn't, I was not expecting this. <laughs> Just gonna casually check my phone. He's still doing. All right, cool. Wow. That is that is literally what happened. This was not in our notes. I just mentioned it offhand. I uh, I should also mention something else that's not in our notes. Uh, 
Boo Premier Lacrosse, boo my pronunciation apparently. Boo the Premier Lacrosse League for having a <laughs> shitty ass name for their league. Number one, that's hard to pronounce. Number one, and number two, boo them also for claiming that they were the first league to pull off a start to finish tournament with no COVID positive tests. Uh, Bella Bixby putting all our feelings into the public by saying this is getting really old at NWSL pulled it off first at MWSL pulled it off first NWSL pulled it off first in capital letters like repeatedly a bunch they did they were the best and they did it right mm-hmm. and fuck all the other leagues for for any who try to claim uh, that they were first and fuck everyone else who ignores the damn NWSL's success on this front because they fucking did it right to remember the name don't forget it alright moving along uh, let's talk about houses for sale on the major listing service. Uh, sorry, no, that's wrong. I read it, right? Oh, flashback. Right, right. Let's talk about uh, MLS, where there were some semifinals and a final. Uh, let's let's first go into a seg- sub-segment that we call Some Might Say. In this segment, we talk about Minnesota United FC and find a few things we might want to say about them and... Uh, as much as it fucking pains me, we have to talk about this. Orlando City played Minnesota United in the MLS's back semifinal and ensured that MNUFC is back to the Twin Cities when they beat him 3 1. Yeah, really, two. The first two goals were basically Nani putting the, I guess putting the, his team on his back. That first goal was a brilliant first touch to get around Dotson. Second goal uh, was outside the box, and Dotson bats off. Goes with a runner, making a run on the outside, and just curls it into the far post. Really nothing that Tyler Miller had done in that goal. Um, yeah, it was just two moments of brilliance from a world-class player who was once one of the best young players in the world. Um, Minnesota had a lot of good chances late. Raheem hit the bar. Uh, Botsy pulling just over on a header. Uh, Dotson just almost had a banger, but it went over the bar. Uh, Mason Toy did store, however. Opened this account, uh, leaved all the hashtag panic that a lot of Minnesota fans had with him either not playing or playing very poorly in the first match of the tournament. Um, but and that's very calm, collected finish from the youngster as well. Uh, but a brilliant pass from Tevin Molino, who did not play the entire game. He came in, what, the 60th minute? Came on with Schoenfeld and Toy. And was, I think when he was on the pitch, was our best player. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that there was any moment in this game where Minnesota truly looked like they were... Um, in control and uh, the the subs did help some um, and I, I will mm-hmm. I will confess to having just a flicker of hope after Mason scored the goal but then again it was almost immediately crushed in uh, stoppage time and Benji Mikel scored a uh, a breakaway goal I mean loons as you will in stoppage time when you're behind by one goal had everyone up and he was on a break and got the ball mm-hmm. passed yeah better. that admits that makes the scoreline look a lot worse than it was. I thought Minnesota controlled the first about 20 minutes or so. And then the 
first goal happened, the second goal happened and kind of fell apart. Once Molino and Toy and Schoenfeld came on, mostly Molino, um, affected the game and Minnesota kind of took control again. That's where we had a lot of those chances late that were saved by Deleuze, who was really good in this tournament, a great pickup by Orlando. And or we're just over the bar or hitting the bar in yeah. Raheem's case. Uh, we should talk about ye old Brent Coleman again for a second. Because um, especially because last week, I know I made some references to him standing during the national anthem. And I was surprised to see in this game and realize that there's no anthem playing. He actually stood during a moment of silence. And he did it again for this game. He did it last week, or I guess the game before against San Jose, and did this game against Orlando as well. And you got to be, I don't know what goes through your head to say that that's okay to not to need a moment of silence. And I guess, really, what I'm trying to say is that we lost because of karma. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, it's, I, it's one of those things where, for me, it, it, I, I was just lost in thought being like, is there any reason that when someone says, like, let's have a moment of silence where you take a knee, that you're going to be like, Nah, dog. I'm good. <laughs> Unless you're physically unable to take a knee, you like, should probably take a knee. Who is it disrespecting at that point? Like, there's no flag. There's no anthem. He's just kneeling to not kneeling to not kneel at this point. We and don't know what he's not kneeling for. It's very disappointing to see. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to shout out a friend of the podcast. Uh, David Zeller did write a nice article about his feelings on the whole situation. Find it um, on his Twitter account or at the Dave's I Know Twitter account. Um, that was well written by him. And it's just really frustrating that this player who is from Woodbury is like, well, we rallied behind us. One of our own. He's from Minnesota. Die. He's the one, the last, and he is the last NASL player remaining. And he's going to be a tool like this. It's really disappointing and soils this entire time here, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I I think uh, there's there's not much more I can add. Um. Let's talk about the no. fact that Emmanuel Reynoso, there's been some movement. Supposedly. I mean, we've heard this before, haven't we? Until he's actually signed in the, and he's like, is in Minnesota and Minnesota tweets out seven days later that he, oh yeah, we signed him. When we're all going, is that him in training? He looks like him and then he just pulls his mask off. <laughs> what, I'm Demidov? What are you doing here? <laughs> my plan is complete uh no yeah it's probably the next few days he'll arrive and be on the team and should be announced relatively soon um which brings us to our first pod question of 
the pod from our Slack channel. Again, $3 a month, you can ask us questions, and we will definitely answer them, no matter what the topic is, as you'll see later. <laughs> from Jake, when we get Debasi, and if we get Reynoso, which supposedly we are, who is in your starting 11, and what formation are you using? And then it's really hard. I don't know. Let's just start at the back real quick. Tyler Miller, then both agree on starting goalkeeper. Uh, Roman on the right. Say that, let's say that everyone's healthy. I'm going to go Ike and I'm probably going to go Boxy in the middle. And then go Chase on the left. I think Debasi is here as a, as a, a backup who can play left back and center back. And he's necessarily going to take someone's starting spot away right off the bat. All right, midfield, I think you have to have Jan and Ozzy as they play so well together and they can defend and Jan's passing just out a lot of sticky situations. On the wings, I'm going Molino and Ethan. In the middle, I'm going Reynoso. Up top, Amaria. So if you notice, I, I took loot off the pitch. You, you're not convinced by his antics this uh, tournament, huh? He scored two tap-ins. Uh, uh, not tap-ins. He scored off of set pieces. Isn't done a whole lot from open play. I thought Raheem brought a lot more to the game when he came in that for That fucking cannonball Lude. free kick was something else. Man. That had gone in. That had gone in. Well, I'm, I'm just glad that we are... Adding backup pieces, or or people who are gonna like more than adding backups. I mean, making some of our best players into backups, it's because that's how you get a better team. Like even right now, if you're if you're struggling to place mm-hmm. um, someone we're acquiring into the team because there's someone good in there, it's it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. So I uh, I'm pretty excited. Hopefully this actually happens this time and uh, let. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Let's let's move on to. Well, actually, we gotta talk about the fact that Minnesota is gonna be playing some games of Phase One of the regular season, um, and they're gonna be playing uh, three of them away from home, and I believe at least two places are allowing fans: Dallas and SKC, I believe. Yep. Minnesota As of right now, are not allowing fans. Hopefully, that'll change. Yes, the home games that start on the twenty-first of August against Kansas City, and then September sixth there's RSL, and September 9th against Dallas are will all be will all be at Allianz without fans. The games that are at Dallas, at Houston, and at SKC. Uh, right now, Dallas and Kansas City are saying, "Oh yeah, we'll have fans. What's the problem? There's something going on." We're asking me all these questions. Look over there, and then they run away. It's fucking stupid. It is so fucking stupid. It is fucking stupid. It's really. Fucking I mean, stupid. USL, you know, included in this. Any any large event right now that has people, it's in this country, is dumb. It is absolutely dumb. We do not have a handle on this pandemic, especially not in a place like Texas, which is having like fourteen thousand. Anyway, I don't need to go into all of that. It's stupid, and I'm not like. I'm I'm glad Minnesota United has made their decision in phase one not to have fans. I hope that remains the case. Because guess what? It's going to keep getting colder, folks. And when it gets colder, guess what happens to your respiratory system? Guess what happens to COVID transmission? Yeah. So, um, 
just anyway let, let's keep going um kind of related to this slightly just before we get back to the semi-final and final if mls is back it's been announced uh or not announced that there are some folks on twitter claiming that toronto and montreal will be playing their home games at red bull arena it has been uh, also uh tweeted out that new york city fc will be playing their games there as well so all I'm going to say is that there's not a great deal of competitive integrity in this tournament or in this season left. Because Montreal and Toronto, the most likely case is that they're just going to live in New York like for the duration of their season. Like you can't... I, I don't see their players being able to like fly back and fly in. I mean, that's even more dangerous. It's a seven-hour drive to RBA from Toronto, for example. Even some, some similar for uh, Montreal. And... That's wild. Like, why, why would you do that? And so, both of these teams are playing essentially all their games away. Mm-hmm. And both these teams also spent, what, three to four weeks away from their families, well, four to five weeks away from their families already. Now they're really asked to spend months and, away. And in a place goes. that is significantly worse off COVID-wise than their home country. Or at least, at least a country where their like job is for some of these people. Yeah. Uh, no word yet on where Vancouver Rumors would play yet, but probably either Portland or Seattle. I mean, yeah. it's just I don't know why this is happening. It, it's yeah. the The MLS is back tournament was such a success. Touch your losses. Say, we did it, guys. Well done. We'll regroup for next year. Yeah. Or we'll we'll try to plan another tournament, bubble tournament in and, and, October. You know, we, we talked about, like, smaller bubbles, right? Like, get four teams together, incubate together for, like, mm. a few, like, a couple of weeks. Right? You, know, you don't need to do, like, the whole, like, month and a half long thing. So don't keep people away from their families. But if, you, if you're desperate to give the fans what they want, let's have some soccer. You know? Then do that. Do something responsible. Don't have, like, Minnesota United flying into Texas. That's, like, 25 Twice. to 30 people from my state that are going down there that, you know, might be exposed to who knows what coming back. You know? You might have, a, like... Anyway, again, we could keep going about this. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we, uh, yeah. It's real dumb. We think it's really dumb. Don Darber is... Not playing his cards correctly, not doing the he right thing for the players. He showed up on the pitch to hand the, uh, like, for the trophy presentation of MLS is back. Was he in a quarantine for two weeks before he did that? Or did he just... I'm guessing not. He probably flew down. Yeah. Just before that. I'm guessing. I have no idea. I have no... Yeah. But I'm guessing. No idea. But just a question, you know? I'm just asking questions, man. I'm just, uh, just asking questions, okay? Uh... <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Philadelphia <laughs> Union playing Portland Timbers. This game was going on as we recorded last week, which we, we did mention the Timbers won that game. What we did not mention was that they won off some pretty amazing work by Sebastian Blanco. Yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic this tournament and would probably get my MVP if I had a vote, which I don't. Because once again, my submission to vote in MLS awards has been denied by um, not having enough damn to pay. No, I'm, t- 
not important enough. Anyway, uh, Sebastian Blanco has been fantastic. Babasi opened the story, however, the one that got away from Minnesota for reasons unbeknownst to me. Did they start um, with an M and end with an Header from a corner. I'll, I'll get back to you once I figure, once I figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Who that is. It could be anybody, really. Um, between the two goals from Portland, uh, a penalty was given to Philadelphia. Sebastian, uh, not Sebastian, what's his first name? I just wrote Santos. Sergio Santos. Sergio Santos, that's it. Sergio Santos, who the announcer mentions right, right before he takes his penalty, has no previous <laughs> penalties taken in his career for any other team. And he, someone has asked it. If you remember from the 2018 Men's World Cup, he takes a short little high, high step run up and then just strides over the bar into Magic Kingdom. Why would you do that? <laughs> it's like, maybe there's for a reason. Equalizer. Yeah. Put in the. I mean, he has been their hottest player, but like you should have a designated penalty taker on your team. Like I don't care. Like I'm gonna use Liverpool as an example. I don't care if Mo Salah is on a hat trick. For tied two two, James Milner is taking that penalty. All right, I, don't, I do not give a shit. James Milner is taking that penalty. I was um, gonna say you should so also should, have a designated what? don't take the penalty like Zaza teller on your team who like tells people as they're going like don't fuck around man just fucking kick that damn ball yeah if you high step if you high step i will enter the box and <laughs> brain you with my cleats uh, oh no he's dead someone else take the penalty now uh sebastian blanco off another set piece a little theme here for portland in the semifinal final uh score is unmarked on the on the Back post, heads it in. Shortest player on the pitch is a header of a goal, which is always funny to me. Um, Andrew Wooden for Philadelphia did get a consolation goal late off of a Montero free kick that was initially saved by Steve Clark, but it was all for naught as Portland advanced to the Where they played Orlando City yesterday, which is why we're recording this a day late. Timbers getting the 2-1 win. Guess what? Set pieces. All over again. Larry's Mayabla. Mabiala. Opens the score on a free kick from perfectly placed. Oh, yeah. Mabiala. I always write that incorrectly. I don't know why. Weird. Uh, Mabiala with a fantastic free kick header off of a brilliant cross from Diego Valeri. Um, Mauricio Pereira. Pereira. Pereira? Now you're just second guessing all the names, right? Premier Lacrosse League. Premier lacrosse lead. <laughs> Premier lacrosse. Okay, I got it. <laughs> he equalized for Orlando, the Mauricio Premier lacrosse lead. Um, equalized for Orlando. Then another set piece, just the game winner for Portland. Uh, corner take is played out to the edge of the box to Eric Williamson, who sh- is unmarked, shoots, and his shot is deflected by Jeremy Babasi to Dario Zuparic, who scores the game winner. His first goal for in a Portland jersey. And what the, and what a time to get it, honestly. It's uh, I I, you know, I mentioned this to you before, that it's it's sometimes one of those things with the Timbers where nowadays I'm like, oh man, they got that player. I really wish we had a Bobby. They got the coach. I really wish we had. The atmosphere is pretty great too. Although although man, I fuck the cosmos. It for ours. Um. Yeah, you know, some, sometimes there's that, like, coveting thy neighbor's team kind of situation. Uh, 
I uh, yeah. Anyway, good good for the Timbers. I'm I'm. We shall persevere as yeah. Minnesota fans, having our hopes crushed. I will say though, I'm happy that Minnesota <laughs> in every oh, sport. In, in in every sport, right? Hockey, basketball, college athletics. The, so I I will say that uh, it's kind of nice that we didn't have to make the decision about whether to show up at the stadium to celebrate a tournament victory. So thank you, Minnesota United, for looking out for our health that way as well. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's keep moving. This week's episode very small, quite pared down. So we're going to move straight into a segment that we call, they don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. Uh, we should mention a Preston North End fan died recently, and his friends got together to launch his jersey into space because this person really adored space. The jersey had messages of love from his friends and family. And um, as far as we know, aliens have it now and are huge Preston North End fans. Tribute. They just fly in and just destroy Derby County Stadium and fly <laughs> away again. <laughs> I wish that could happen to Atlanta. Uh, Liverpool have completed the <laughs> signing of Costas Simkas. Simikas. Yeah, a Greek left back from Olympiakos. Um, a backup player to Andrew Robertson, but can fill in and probably give him a little bit of pressure. Hopefully lift both of their um, abilities up, lift each other through competition. It's what we needed was a backup left back, honestly. It's uh, a, a, a hole that was in our roster. Juventus gave Maurizio Sarri reasons to pop a cigarette. Although, let's be honest, he doesn't need one. Uh, because they fired him right after he won them the Serie A title. Uh, and unfortunately, they got bounced out of the, the, the Champions League. So they have fired him because of that. Yeah. Uh, Sarri was replaced by club legend and New York City FC Sure, wine legend. Did he play a lot? Yeah, and wine connoisseur, <laughs> Andrea Pirlo. Who? I don't know if he's actually is a wine connoisseur. He just I seems mean, there like are he pictures is. of him holding a wine glass. We know this. So, okay, so yeah, most interesting man in the wine world is now the head coach of Juventus, and uh, no managerial experience whatsoever. Just he was a good player. World-class player, some would say. I would say. World-class midfielder. And we all know how that works out. World-class players are coaches. Uh-huh. Not, not well. So, look forward to Juventus again walking the lead and crashing out in the Champions League as always and being like, do we fire this club legend we just brought in? And yeah. eventually they will. I don't think this will end well for Pirlo. Juventus... In the Champions League, let's move into Champions League talk. Uh, beating Lyon 2-1. Oh, well, can we, can we just quick talk about Van Persie and his brilliant quote here? Um, he, uh, Robin Van Persie joined the coaching staff of Feyenoord with a quote. <laughs> I can't say no to Dick. Good for him. I mean, if, if only we could all be so liberal. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, what, I'd... Not the traditional way to come out, but like uh, Dick Advocat is the is the person he was he was referencing yes. there. Head coach yes. of Feyenoord. 
Now, moving on to Champions League stuff. Uh, Juve beat Lyon 2-1, but it wasn't enough as the aggregate was 2-2. Lyon going through. Uh, you had Man City defeating Real Madrid 2-1. Sterling and Gabriel Jesus' goal. The difference there. Uh, Benzema getting the consolation for Madrid. But Barcelona versus Napoli. The 3-1 win for Barcelona turning into quite the spectacle. You watched this live, Gail. Yeah, uh, watched it live, expecting some magic from Messi, and I got it. His, his goal, um, falling down in the box, being tripped, and then getting up, and then almost slide tackling his shot. Like he like went down to shoot, and also like fell onto his side and went to the bottom corner perfectly. He had another goal that in here that was called off for a handball, which watching the replay, I still don't it's see a handball tough. on that. Where uh, Frank, where Frankie De Jong, off of a clear half cleared corner, uh, curls it back into Messi, who I swear it just hits off right off his chest, like right above the Barcelona logo. Done perfectly, cushions it down and scores easily past David Ospina. But now uh, he he got followed pretty hard in the box to earn a penalty for Barcelona as well, which Luis Suarez took. And uh, the 3-1 should have been 4-1, but in the end, Barcelona will just, will just be happy to be past this tie and onto the next round where they'll face Bayern, who destroyed oh, Chelsea. Yeah. And I did 7-1, which... Yeesh. Oof. Oof, oof, oof. Another game today occurring where... Uh, you know, on the surface, I should be happy that Atalanta lost, but it is Atalanta, not Atlanta. So I, I reassess my feelings <laughs> on the subject. Uh, PSG. Atalanta, right, not exactly. Atlanta. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain <laughs> beating Atalanta. 2-1 uh, today. Neymar embarrassing himself all over the pitch, uh, but coming good at the very end as he participated in the goal, I believe, is part of that build-up. Yeah, he had like the hockey assist to uh, Kylian Mbappe's uh, assist to Eric Martin Chupomotid, the former Stoke City legend who played poorly for them, and scored the game winner to get past uh, Atalanta. Yeah, two goals in stoppage time to to advance by PSG. They did Atalanta dirty, so not great, Bob. Because I was hoping again, Atl- Atalanta, the smallest no. team still in the competition. Uh, showing that we cannot actually have nice things. Too bad. No, 2020 is a garbage uh, fire. Moving along, some before we end the podcast, some questions from our listeners. Chris, uh, with a little bit of an off-topic one. Yeah, and I'm here for it, man. Uh, his question is, who is the best starting stater on Tony Hawk Pro Stater 1? Um, and the correct answer is, should be Tony Hawk honestly it's that easy but also I'm going to shout out Bob Burnquist Here, and here's how lame I was Tony Hawk and Bob Burnquist were the only players you'd like change their outfits and they'd be wearing helmets so I'm like safety first in this video game choose those two guys wear helmets and knee pads I did not play Tony Hawk Pro Skater I think I loaded like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 on my computer once, couldn't figure out the controls and gave up because I remember like trying to play it at one point. But Man, I, the they're remaking 1 and 2 into one game that's coming out in September for 
the Xbone huh. and PS4. Okay. All right. Well, um, you, you, it, uh, uh, it's yeah, it's I, great. I, I trust you. I believe it. Uh, let's talk, let's move on to Mike, who asked a question. If you were to get a Funko Pop of any Loons player, who would it be? And this is past or present. I want a Justin Davis Funko Pop, and he has a can of cider pouring on top of him. That's what I want. Uh, I would just get Jerry, because he'd be smiling, and that would make me happy. And every time I'd look at it, I'd be like, oh, it's Jerry, and smile. So, you know, I think that'd be nice. <laughs> He's doing the wings, his, his like, yeah. flying celebration. Yeah, you know, that'd be really, that'd be really yeah. cool, I think. I like that. With that, it's time for us to tell the good people where they can find us on Twitter. I'm at K Olson seven one six. I think Sasha is at Russian Revenant now. He changed it. If that's not right, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. It is <laughs> Russian Revenant. Uh, I'm at okay, Lockstock Spock. Also posting at Two United Fans, where Caleb helps me keep you updated of what's happening in the in the soccer world. Sometimes, based on the things that we see. And uh, you can find this podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere. Again, please tell your friends to listen. We would really appreciate you spreading the word about our, our wonderful pod. And with that, it's time for us to bid you goodbye for another week. Oh, but before we do, thank you. Special thanks to our League Commissioner tier patron, Eric Olson. And thank you also to all the other patrons out there helping support our podcast. We really appreciate your support very much. All right, with that, it is now time to bid you goodbye for another week. See everybody. Goodbye.